Herman Hesse said, the true profession of a man is to find his way to himself. Welcome to The Soul Podcast. I'm Stacy Wheeler. Recently, I talked with a friend who's writing a book on human consciousness. It's probably not what you're thinking. The book is written from a scientific perspective, explaining a material perspective of this thing we call the soul. I've read some of a draft of the more than 500 pages he has so far. I'm far from done with it, but what I've seen is thought-provoking. I even find myself nodding in agreement with the ideas he puts forward. He offers well-researched arguments. It's interesting. I asked my friend what his motivation was to write the book, and he told me he wanted to help people understand. My friend has a strong belief that we are non-spiritual beings. He rejects any notion of an afterlife. Though he still enjoys life, he doesn't see anything particularly sacred about this human journey. My friend's an intelligent guy. He's honest. He's a good friend. And we're quite different in our thinking on this topic. And here you might wonder what a spiritual guy like me is doing with a friend who sees the world from, well, such a different perspective. I've known my friend for decades. Once we weren't so different in our thinking, in fact, I spent a good part of my adult life strongly believing there was nothing after we die. Since then, we've both changed. We've evolved in our own way, slowly, as we look for answers to the questions of life and consciousness. Through his evolution, he's moved towards a different edge of the spectrum of thinking from mine. And through chance, I ended up here, making a podcast that explores the idea that we are more than just this body. And honestly, if you told me 10 years ago I'd be doing this show, or even feeling the way I do about our human journey, I would have laughed. I might have even laid money against your argument. And as you see, I would have lost that bet. I've immersed myself in a world I used to regard as silly and superstitious. This world I live in now, the place where I find meaning. I would have never believed I'd become this man. And my friend would not have lost money on a bet that he'd become more solidified in his beliefs, if not more nuanced in his arguments. If I'm on the left side of the ruler, he's on the right side and moving further right towards certainty. Yet we're still friends. Consider all the people in your life who think differently from you. Politics, spiritual life, how to raise children, what a healthy diet looks like. We all have opinions and perspectives that shift as we move forward, no matter where you are on the spectrum of thinking. And have you noticed Wherever we are on the spectrum of thought, we're all looking for answers. It's a human preset. It's that thing that separates us from the animal kingdom. When it comes to the meaning of life, we're all philosophers. The Holocaust survivor and author Viktor Frankl said, Challenging the meaning of life is the truest expression of the state of human being. He also said, Life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but only by lack of meaning and purpose. Finding meaning matters. I'll pause here to make an admission. I love quotes about the meaning of life. You can read them for hours and find answers ranging from the profound to the flippant. The writer Kurt Vonnegut said, We are here on earth to fart around, and don't let anyone tell you any different. Anais Nin had a different take on it. She said, there's not one big cosmic meaning for all. There is only the meaning we each give to our life, an individual meaning, an individual plot, like an individual novel, a book for each person. She felt the meaning to life was to search for or create 
our meaning, perhaps even our own individual meaning. I read Douglas Adams' book, The Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy, I don't know, 30 years ago, great book. There's an enormous supercomputer named Deep Thought, and it pondered the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. It calculated for more than 7.5 million years, and the answer was 42. Unfortunately, though, no one knew what the question actually was. You see, the sentence, the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything was just too vague for those who asked the question to understand the answer. So it was clear the computer understood the question, but they didn't. So in order to understand the ultimate question, a special computer the size of a small planet was built from organic components. This computer would eventually give the explanation to the meaning of the question so that we could fully understand the answer. And it would take a very, very, very long time. They named the giant organic supercomputer Earth. Maybe Douglas Adams has it right. Maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe we're here on this giant organic supercomputer to figure out the meaning of life. Or maybe the question of the meaning of life there's something in us that makes us ponder the meaning of it all. We think deeply about this journey and try to find some concrete ways of thinking to use to live our lives by. When we find a space that feels solid, we usually settle there. We, we hold on to that space because it gives us stability of thought and makes us feel solid. And we don't usually move from that comfortable space unless we find something that feels more solid and true. There's comfort in stability takes a certain amount of bravery to move. There's discomfort and instability. Think of the least stable people you can think of, the least comfortable with life, and you will find a person lacking something solid to stand on, something solid to believe in. No matter what meaning you settle on, having meaning in your life matters. It matters. Having a belief system gives us a sense of stability. Back to my scientific-minded friend, he too is seeking answers. And though I find his arguments sometimes convincing, I don't allow myself to be swayed. And I have to ask myself why. Why would I not allow a convincing argument to make me change my mind? I've changed my position before, as new information came in, and it's made me happier in my life. Well, there are a few reasons why I hold firm to my spiritual thinking. The primary one is that I've experienced moments in my life I cannot explain beyond saying they left me with a knowing that I am more than this body. A deep, deep knowing. A knowing so strong that logic and reason can't penetrate the power of those moments. And the other reason is that I like that life is a mystery. If I accept a materialist argument for reality, I'd risk losing my sense of wonder. And wonder, for me, is what, is what makes life so delicious. Accepting that I'm just a body and nothing more would be to throw away the belief that any of this existence matters. As an atheist, I never felt the sense of wonder I feel today. As an atheist, I didn't have these levels of hope or the same connection to joy. So if I risk being wrong, it's because I'm choosing the things that give me a greater sense of meaning, and meaning matters. Let me admit something, I don't know anything for certain, I don't. I only know what I feel, but I'm not certain I'm right. There's a sort of arrogance in certainty. 
I don't ever want to be certain. It would mean I'm no longer evolving. It would take away my sense of wonder. Being certain makes us blind to our own arrogance. We miss out on the diversity of experience that's available to us. It takes bravery to step away from what we cling to. And something amazing happens when a person drops their certainty. They wake to new opportunities of thought, new opportunities of growth. Letting go is uncomfortable, but it invites us to a much wider scope of possibility and experience in this life. It allows us to get unstuck. So I make a point to not become certain in my beliefs. I stay open to conversations with material thinkers and read books I might disagree with at first glance. In doing so, I might achieve some personal expansion. On the other end of the ruler are those who have faith in science. It's a deep belief for them that science is truth. And you know, science is great for measuring much of the material world. But science may not be absolute. No one has proven that. In fact, the more we travel in our scientific explorations, the more things we find that surprise us. Things that aren't easily explained. This is especially true in quantum physics. Things just don't behave as they were expected to as we get to that level of exploration. So we create complex theories to explain these surprises, but we have no proof of why they are the way they are. Still no proof. To treat science as absolute is to have blind faith that a butterfly flying east will land on a specific branch of a specific tree on a planet we haven't yet discovered. We don't know where that road leads. We've never been there. When scientific thinkers become rigid in their belief, they close off to the nuances of life. In searching for answers, they often lose meaning, which they forget is what they were looking for all along. Every one of us has a unique journey in this life. We all experience our life in our own way. So it's no wonder many of us find different definitions for meaning. The poet Mark Doty wrote this about the human journey. Consciousness can't be taken for granted when there are plainly varieties of awareness. The result is an intoxicating uncertainty. And that is a relief, is it not? To acknowledge that we do not, after all, know what a self is? Doty calls uncertainty a corrective to the human arrogance, to the numbing certainty that puts a soul to sleep. I agree. There is an arrogance to certainty which stifles the true exploration of the meaning of our life. He said, there is an intoxicating uncertainty to this journey. And that makes this journey more delicious, doesn't it? We're all on a great exploration in this life, aiming to make sense of it. The journey is the gift. Wonder is what fuels the exploration. Wonder is important. Somerset Mom said, the secret to life is meaningless unless you discover it yourself. A vital part of our journey in these bodies is to find meaning. If the thousands of quotes about meaning of life show us anything, is that there are many theories on meaning in this life. And no one who has offered a theory can say for certain that they're right. Currently, no one with a theory on consciousness can do the same either. There are no proven scientific answers or ethereal answers. That's okay. I prefer the mystery. If everything were known, what would be the point of life? Simply existing? Scientists, you're doing good work. Don't ever become so rigid that you lose a sense of wonder. Remember, 
you too are seeking meaning in this life. Let's all be open to explore different and potentially uncomfortable ideas. Try them on for size and be open to where the new ideas take you. Knowledge, wisdom, and ultimately belief come from our full scope of experience. So leave yourself open to the greatest possible scope of experience. In the song, Both Sides Now, Joni Mitchell wrote, I've looked at life from both sides now, from win and lose and still somehow. It's life's illusion, I recall. I really don't know life at all. None of us do. Maybe that's why it's so wonderful. Thank you for listening to this old podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, learned something new, or were just entertained, please tell your friends about the show. This is the best way for people to find the show. Check the show notes for links to supporting information, as well as any books or other reading material related to this episode.